you've worked hard to build your business, and now it's time to grow. Welcome to the Multiply Your Success Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Dufour, CEO of Big Sky Franchise Team and a serial entrepreneur. And today's guest is absolutely fantastic. Her name is Joy Genduza, and you are going to enjoy it. And Joy talks all about direct mail marketing through the use of postcards and using it as a primary strategy, a complementary strategy, and this multitude of strategies as we go through it. It's really, really interesting. And so the question I have for you today is when is the last time you have actually used direct mail as part of your marketing campaign? And this is not a plug to try to get you to uh, move forward with some direct mail, but just curious, when is the last time? Have you ever? Have you ever tried it? Did it work? Did it not work? And Joy and her company share some insights into what makes it go and what doesn't. Uh, Joy is the CEO and founder of Postcard Mania. It's a marketing company that specializes in lead generation. She started her company in 1998 with just a phone a computer, and some postcard marketing, and that's it. Uh, now, today, the company uh, that she started as just a small startup has turned into an industry leader in an Inc. 500 company. Postcard Mania employs over 280 people, has printed more than 1.8 billion postcards. That's billion with a B postcards for, bil- for businesses all over the United States. Uh, they have over 95,000 clients that they've served over that time. And they generate, uh, uh, last year generated over $60 million in annual revenue, uh, which is just incredible. Um, Joy is a regular in other media outlets, uh, not to mention uh, the Multiply Your Success podcast, of course, uh, and some of those other accomplishments uh, that she's been featured on. Our companies are... are Uh, organizations like Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, Inc. Magazine, and the list goes on and on and on. So without further ado, let's jump into this interview that we were fortunate to have Joy on our program. My name is Joy Genduza, and my company is Postcard Mania. I started Postcard Mania 22 years ago, uh, June of 1998. It was actually an idea that came out of a bad experience. I had a small uh, graphic design print brokerage, about four staff. And um, I wanted to grow my little firm. So I did, I'm a graphic designer, but I used to be a graphic designer. I haven't done a graphic design personally in a really long time, but I designed a little postcard to mail to people to get more clients. And I was promoted to, now you have to understand this is 22 years ago. So I was promoted to by a company, a postcard company that only sold to the trade and they were promoting, um, 5,000 full color postcards for $425. Now, 22 years ago, I'm sure you weren't of working age yet. I can tell from looking at you (laughs) 22 years ago. Um, I thought I could not even understand in my mind how they were offering such a cheap price. So I definitely jumped on board and I designed a little postcard and I overnighted them a CD with my design on it. And then they in turn overnighted me a proof. When I received that proof, there was their phone number in tiny five point font on my design. So I called them up and I asked them to please remove that because I sell printing and I don't want people going directly to them for printing. 
And they informed me that it would cost me $50 to remove it. So I just said, let me speak to your manager. And somebody else came on the phone and told me I didn't read the fine print and it's $50, but you know, this is my first order. So they'll be so nice to not charge me and they'll remove it. Now that's literally hitting the delete key, you know, to remove it, but there, this is how we keep our prices low. You know, we promote on other people's marketing materials. I was like, okay. So I, um, thanked them very much. I hung up the phone. I walked out of my office to my three staff and said, we're going to start a postcard company and we're going to call it postcard mania. And we're not going to put our 800 number that we didn't have yet on our (laughs) clients cards. And that's pretty much how Postcard Mania started. It was literally an idea born out of a bad experience. Holy cow. That That's, well, I, I love it. That seems like every great entrepreneurial story begins with something like that, uh, some kind of a crisis or something happened that you didn't like. I love it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because when I whenever I tell that story, which is not that often, but when I'm asked about it... Um, it's odd to, you know, we'll be doing, I don't know how much in revenue this year, over 60 million, 65 million. I'm not even sure where we'll end up at the end of December. Um, and I have 285 staff now. And I, that day that I came up with that idea, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I would be doing this, being the CEO of a company this size or growing like this, or you learned so much you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's amazing. And and I'm sure for our audience, that's listening in joy, starting from where you did, I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that where, you know, it's kind of like the, the back of the cocktail napkin plan. It's like, well, we're going, we're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. And you did. And then all of a sudden it starts taking off. So were there, were there some things that kind of happened or came along or anything that you were doing maybe differently or unique comparatively in your industry that allowed you to start growing? Well, first of all, there wasn't anybody competing with me back then. I was going, I was taking the very inexpensive postcard to the full color printing to directly to the small business owner. Nobody else was doing that for that kind of a price. So we were, I think our first price was $5,000 for $329. And and then I learned from the people that I was brokering printing through how they were doing it so cheap. They were just ganging them up all on one sheet. So everybody was kind of sharing in the expensive part of the job, which was the the make ready or the, you know, the getting the job ready to print is the expensive part. Once you get the paper going and all the colors are good, then it's all, you know, very fast and it's over with. So we just had to sell, we had to sell 18 customers to fill one sheet. And that was really hard. <laughs> I already <laughs> forgot what the question was. I just got shoved into like my misery of the, the beginning years. It took, it definitely took me um, a, a couple of years to figure out, you know, what, like, what is my make break? What volume do I have to sell to actually turn a profit? I mean, it was a very interesting learning experience. Yeah. So, well, and I find it interesting. So, you know, are, are you with your business, are you doing the manufacturing now? Are you producing all of your products? So you went from being a graphic designer to now a marketing agency and a manufacturer that that's remarkable. Yeah. I'm nodding at you. I I don't know if you show the, 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 uh, 
visual when you do the podcast. So um, yes, we, I swore I was never going to own printing equipment because printing equipment is uber expensive. And um, I swore I would never do it. But then in 2004, we bought the property we're on now, which was a old abandoned manufacturing facility with a giant backyard. So the, where, where I'm sitting right now is, in a, is in a building that we built in 2009, but I bought the property in 2004 and I brought equipment in 2005 and my profits just obviously went up when I started doing, even though I had to buy million dollar equipment and a property, I got what's called an industrial revenue bond at the time, which is very, very it's a very cheap loan that's backed by the government and a bank. You have to work through a bank. But now when I look back on it, I think the interest rate was like 4%. And back then that was like unheard of, you know, that was like the cheapest money you could get. And, uh, and so it was a very reasonable monthly payment for me to buy the building and start putting equipment in it, something that we could afford at the time. So that that's really really interesting and you know one of the things i'd like to just talk a little bit about is the idea of direct mail in a digital world and you know i love your branding your marketing your blog the the it's so well done it's got a spunky attitude i love it and uh and so and for our audience by the way you've got to check out postcard mania and check them out we'll link everything in the show links for you to take a look at too but the the marketing's fantastic but joy would you share you know i'm sure just some data stats or information about why direct mail is relevant today or maybe even more relevant uh, than it has been in you know 20 years that the internet has been a thriving yeah so I wouldn't say the internet has been thriving for 20 years. I'll disagree with you on that. I think okay. years ago it was like, you know, what's Google? I mean, there, you know, it was not exactly, there were no metrics or anything like that back then. But yes, I agree with you that it's a crazy digital world. And I can tell you, and everybody listening to this will, I know will agree with me. And I'd love to hear from anybody that doesn't agree with me on this. But basically you're so bombarded with digital messages that you don't look at them or you don't notice them. Whereas when you take a, a, a postcard and you flank that with matching digital ads, that's where you really hit the mark. You really get a tremendous ROI from that because think about it. You, when you get your mail out of your mailbox, what, what do you do with it? What do you do with it? Oh, I, I look right, at it. Right. Like right yeah. away, or do you put it somewhere first? No, I'll I'll shuffle through it while I'm walking in. But I set it on the counter to usually look at it, and then I'll go through it a little bit later when I sit down, or and I've got some downtime for maybe five ten minutes to make sure I'm really going through it. Okay, good. So does that mail ever jump up and interrupt you when you're trying to send an email or trying to read a blog? Or <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> I'll answer no. for you. No. <laughs> right. So. The beauty about direct mail is that we get to look at it when we're ready to look at it. So, I mean, personally, in the morning, I'm looking at my email. I highlight the first one. I scroll to the bottom. And then I, with my command key, you know, my shift key, I get them all. And I just bulk delete all the promotional emails that, and look, and I, I kind of like look through, you know, I'll stop because maybe there's one real email in there that I have to read and then I'll continue after that. But 
with direct mail, you're actually, your message is actually getting to the recipient and the targeting is fantastic. I mean, you can target very accurately the types of people that your product would be good for, even in your industry, mm-hmm. um, you know, you well, that and that that's a good point. So let's talk about maybe maybe a a B to C business kind of gets it. Who's focusing on consumers? Where you could target households? Maybe talk through some broad categories. Maybe how what a restaurant could do, just from a hospitality standpoint, and maybe what just a home services business could do. Could you share about that? Sure, I love home services because a huge amount of our clients are home services from carpet cleaning to roofers to HVAC to kitchen remodelers to I mean uh, every every kind of home services company can win really big with postcards so um, I, I've seen incredible ROIs we have by the way on our website at postcardmania.com we have a massive amount of case studies across so many industries, I couldn't even tell you how many, like we've, we've serviced probably 400 different industries. So, and, and the home services are, there's so many in that category and they're separated out by what exactly they do. So if people wanted to get ideas on how this could work well for their particular industry, I would invite them to go look at that because there's just so, we have so much data on I mean, it's ridiculous, like how many times somebody should mail, how many cards, how many, what type of list, how do they target, like every industry is different. And mm-hmm. it really depends on how, um, how aggressively your competitors are marketing in your area to know exactly what you need to do for your industry. But it's great to see a zillion companies like schools. We do great with tutor tutoring companies and, and little private schools. And, um, and you can just read like, what exactly did they do? Who do they target and copy their design? If they're in a different area, if it's on our site, we have permission to share it because, you know, we have a passion to help small business owners. And so we try to get our clients to kind of jump on that bandwagon and want to help other people because, you know, it's like a karma world out there. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Well, well, I love that. And what about, you know, certainly with the pandemic and I've spoken with a few folks at your company and have where they've been talking about how direct mail has been even more effective in the climate today with more people being at home or spending more time at home. Would you talk to that a little bit? I mean, we're seeing incredible, incredible results for our clients and for ourselves. We're, we're having our third month in a row that's the highest ever month for us in this December. We just had a highest ever in November, October, and I think also September. And, um, and now we're going to have another highest ever month. So business owners are buying direct mail because direct mail is getting great results. And I always tell everybody, you've we have a we have a, a product we call it everywhere small business and it's basically direct mail flanked by digital ads and call tracking and mail tracking it's we have a dashboard so that you can really see like i mean i can't express enough uh, obviously you probably know this already but repetition is everything everything like you need to be in front of people constantly so that when they're ready for your product you're the one that they call, especially in the, the franchise that you have, mm-hmm. restoration. 
right? Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? Well, you get in front of homeowners and then you follow up that direct mail campaign with tons of digital ads. Now they know who you are. That, that postcard literally makes you real and credible and local. And then when they start seeing those ads online, it's a, it, it's a reminder. So we, we feed tons of ads on the Google network, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Gmail ads, all surrounding that postcard campaign. And then you can track the results. So I don't know. I'm a huge, I do, I practice everything I preach. I mail 180,000 postcards every single week to promote postcard mania. So that's why you've gotten postcards from me. Yep. And I told you, I've got the one posted up on my cork board that, that was written out. So yeah, I, I've kept it sitting right there from Zach. Yes. My little child. That's hilarious. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I, I direct mail now, like during the pandemic, we, we have a dentist that um, was closed, but he could see, emergency people, you know, emergency. And most dentists said, I'm not going to market it. We have to, we, we have to be closed. So they, this one gentleman, um, marketed like crazy during the lockdown and got in a lot of new patients that never would have found him. And then it was up to him obviously to, to make them love him and want to come back and be a regular patient there. So we've seen a lot of, we, we did a, um, what do we do? We did like a daily update, a pandemic daily update from Postcard Mania with lots of information for small businesses that had nothing to do with Postcard Mania, you know, just like where links to different things from different states. And um, that helped us a lot during the pandemic. Like it made us a trusted vendor. Um, But yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. No, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, Joy, we always like to ask every guest as they come on this idea of misses, makes, and multipliers. So we'd love, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us, we we start with the miss first. If there's a miss or two that came along the way that you wouldn't mind sharing and what you might have learned from it. You know, I looked at that question long and hard and I thought, you know, I, I, I do not have my attention on the past at all. So I'm thinking like, what was a miss? What was a miss? I mean, I take a lot of shots, you know, and I, some of them are home runs and some of them, you know, were, didn't work at all, you know, but like nothing that my attention is completely stuck on. Um, and I feel like that's probably one of my most successful actions is that I'm ridiculously positive and, and keeping my attention in the future. And I wish I had like a really great miss that your listeners could learn from, but I can't think of anything. (laughs) Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And you know, uh, what I found in doing these interviews and it's self-serving a little bit because I I love learning from other people and other successful people myself. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, a common theme that we, we were starting to see is that very often the answer you gave is, what we get a lot of times where it's kind of thinking of it, that it wasn't really a miss. It was a, you, whatever happened, happened, you learned from it and you were able to adjust going forward. So I, I appreciate that. I really do. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a make then. Hopefully there's a make that you would, wouldn't mind sharing or something that, that happened that, that you could share with the audience. Sure. I mean, so many things, you know, um, First of all, practicing what I preach, I, I started out mailing a thousand postcards a week for Postcard Mania. I upped it to twenty five hundred. Uh, I sort of hit a plateau, 
And I was, it was when we hit the million mark, I was making about $20,000 a week in revenue, you know, like a year into my business. And I, um, you know, it was like taking two steps forward, three steps back. You know, it was very like, like very plateauish feeling. And I'm sure you know what that feels like. It, it sucks. Oh, yeah. You're working really hard and you're not making those strides. And I decided to, I read an amazing datum. I, I use the Hubbard management system at Postcard Mania. So one of the datums I learned there is this datum called gross income senior data. And that is the size, not the quality of an organization's mailing list and the number of mailings to it determines the gross income of that organization. So I went, okay, this is, you know, this is, this is, it was written in like the sixties. There was no digital nothing, you know? So I thought, okay, I'm going to, the gross income. Okay. So the size, not the quality of my mailing list, the size, not the quality. All right. I am going to double my mail from 2,500 pieces a week to 5,000 pieces a week. I could barely afford to do that. It was, I was paying myself about $800 a week at the time. And that's how much postage was for 5,000 pieces at that time. So I was like, oh, this is like a big amount of money for me. But I decided I, w- I could already, I already learned that it took about four weeks for us to close someone. So I decided I was going to do it for six weeks without fail and not judge until after six weeks. And mm-hmm. I am not exaggerating. Five weeks after I started that, we we more than doubled our revenue. We jumped to over 50,000. And this was in, was it in 2001 now? I think it was probably 2001 now that when I did mm. that. And it was a crazy year because it was around the time of September 11. Yeah. You're going crazy. So I doubled my revenue and then it, and then I, I, I rode that for a long time at 5,000 pieces a week for a very long time. We were doing, you know, between 40 and 60,000 a week in revenue because of that change. And I had to hire more salespeople. So I would say that was like a really good make it. It gave me a stable piece of information that I could operate off of. And in 22 years of doing this, I have never missed a single week of getting my mail out in the range that I'm mailing ever. Wow. That's impressive. Hurricanes, whatever BS is going on in the world, I get the mail out even through, you know, lockdown and COVID and stuff. So that's definitely make. Wow. That's impressive. That's really impressive. Um, And uh, well, Joy, let's talk about a multiplier and any kind of a multiplier, something you wouldn't mind sharing with us professionally, personally, through the business. It kind of, it's almost like the same answer. You know, I feel like it's almost the same answer. Like I am so passionate about the direct mail. Uh, I would probably, you know, makes and multipliers, are they synonymous? Sometimes they are. Sometimes they are. You know, we've had folks who sometimes have, uh, when they've come on, it's been a personal thing that they've done. Some some people have said they've, uh, once a week they would, lock themselves in their room with no phones or electronics for an hour and just think and just think, you know, and, and that was a big game changer for them. Or some people would use uh, go for a walk or some people would use the power of, um, uh, 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 oh gosh, what's the word I'm, I'm trying to think of the, 
manifestation where they would just, you know, focus on just one thing. And that would be the only thing they would think about or talk about or write about and, you know, use these kinds of things. So, you know, just, yeah. uh, I mean, I would say probably like one of the best things that I've done for my company is who I've hired to help me. Mm. Um, so I hired Melissa Bradshaw when she was 19 years old. She's the president of my company now. She's been here for 22 years. Wow. And Rob, the guy you spoke to is her husband. Oh, okay. And he's, he's my chief revenue officer. He started several years after she did probably five. She started dating him right away, but I was like, he cannot work here. (laughs) (laughs) I did not approve, (laughs) but I love him. I love him to death now. Um, so I, I've surround myself with really incredible people that are so loyal to me and to Postcard Mania, to the whole group. They take such ownership of this company and their particular role in it. And that for me is a huge multiplier. Like without them, I don't, I don't know. It's like, uh, yes, I have a great ability to choose good people, but you know, to keep people 22 years, 17 years, 16 years, like my senior exec team have been here forever. Wow. That's incredible. And and I can tell you, and by the way, for our audience, this is not a promotional push or publicity. Joy didn't put me up to this or <laughs> there's no uh, compensation changing hands here, but uh, I, I can tell you every person, including you that I've dealt with on your team has been fantastic. The salespeople that I've spoken to uh, from the entry-level conversation, phone call, discussion, I mean, it is just truly a great culture that you have built and created to retain people. And just uh, you make it look like it's a lot of fun. And uh, I appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much. That is like the nicest thing anybody can say to me, honestly, aside from you look skinny today. That one it's as big for me. <laughs> that too. That too. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's huge for me because I love these people like so, so, so much. And they're such good people. And we really do have an amazing culture here. We actually have a, and I think your audience will appreciate this. We have um, a no office politics policy, a zero tolerance policy, no negative chatter, no office politics. Mm. So, If you work at Postcard Mania and you're not like a positive type person and you kind of get into sarcasm and it's not going to work out for you here, that's not the environment we have. You know, people Mm. spend eight hours. This is actually, I feel some, for some people, the sanest part of their day is at work. You know, you don't know what people are going through. And so we just want to make their experience, as long as you're a hard worker and positive and willing you're going to do great here. And, um, and it, it, it is really great culture. So I really appreciate you telling me that. Yeah, yeah. no, it, no it, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. So, and, and, uh, the final question we like to ask everyone is what does success mean to you? Oh goodness. You know, for me, success is really being able to pay my people like buckets of money And I still have plenty for myself. So, uh, you know, uh, success for me isn't necessarily financial for me. I mean, I'm not your typical, I don't own like lots of boats and houses. I I mean, the Lake Lanier house that I told you about, we just got that, but that I don't, I live in a normal size home and 
for me, it's, it's being able to not have attention on money because then you never fight with your spouse. And then, um, and then being able to pay the people who've backed me up all this time really, really, really well so that they can do everything that makes their dreams come true. That's success for me. Wow. That's incredible. Well, clearly you're a phenomenal leader, a great motivator and great at team building because you're from your team, from the stories you've shared, from the way that your staff and team re uh, interact with the customers, prospective customers all along the way is amazing. And as we close this out, Joy, is there anything you'd like to leave with our audience or say that maybe you didn't have a chance to, or would, would like to tell, tell the listeners? Well, I hope that you got inspired to check out postcardmania.com and see if we're a good fit for your franchise because we are passionate about getting results for small businesses. We are a printer, yes, but we're a marketing company first and we are super results driven. So I want you to check us out. So that's all I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that you're inspired to try it. Joy, thank you so much for an amazing interview. You are inspirational. I know I'm motivated and pumped up after that interview. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and things you've learned along the way. So let's go ahead and jump into today's three key takeaways. So the first key takeaway from Joy's interview is to practice what you preach. Practice what you preach. And that's something I think is really amazing about Joy and her company. Not only does she sell the postcards, uh, but they also use that as a primary marketing vehicle for their own business growth. And that's how I actually, and I shared this with her and we talked about it on the interview, how I found out about her. I was on one of her postcard lists, found out about them and started learning more about it and uh, just would get a postcard every now and again. And it took a few years for for our company to actually reach out, but we did. Uh, Number two, I thought this was really interesting information that she shared when she said that the size of your mailing list, not the quality, is what determines the actual success of the list or the uh, size of your organization. I thought that was really interesting data that she shared. That was pretty compelling. Um, So just something for you to maybe think about if you're considering a direct mail type program or campaign or other marketing avenue. Uh, And number three, I really liked her definition of success when she said success for her is being able to pay her team very well so that they can do what they want to do. I thought that was great. And now it's time for today's win-win. So today's win-win comes when Joy talked about never missing a mailer ever. Any week, no mailing run has ever been missed for her own marketing or for her customers. And they're based out of uh, Florida. So they have hurricanes and all kinds of other natural disasters and things that come along. And she's never missed that. And for me, what I pull out of that is consistency. I think what Joy was really sharing is consistency and this whole idea that consistency compounds. And so remember that in your own business with your marketing, with your sales presentations, with the customer service you deliver to your customers and to your clients. Consistency is going to compound. She's never missed a mailer. And so I think it's a great, great lesson and takeaway. 
So that's the episode today, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Please, please subscribe. Give us a review. Share this with any of your friends, family, colleagues, associates, uh, anyone you think can benefit from this information. We would greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much, and we'll see you back here next week. 